Hey listeners, welcome back to Topics with Tim. Thank you for joining me. This podcast is going to be about can you naturally heal and improve your eyesight to the point where you don't actually need glasses anymore? Can you do that? And it's also going to be a little bit about holistic health in general and just some of the ways that I see, unfortunately, profit taking precedent over the truth and over true solutions that help people heal and not just treat symptoms. And unfortunately, you know, due to, due to greed, which is a, a thing in our world that people have and that drives a lot of behavior, we methods and natural ways to heal are sort of swept under the rug. They're considered, you know, oh, that's just crackpot stuff. They're crazy. That's not real. Just listen to your doctor, that kind of thing. And so there's going to be, I'm, I'm going to go on some rants here as well, because this is something I'm extremely, extremely passionate about. And I'm passionate about it because I think that, you know, I want to help people and I want people to be able to solve the solutions. I want people to heal. I want you know, whatever the root cause of your problem is. Let's treat that. Let's find out what that is. Let's not give you a pill or give you something that'll just temporarily make whatever symptoms are you're experiencing go away, but then not actually solve the real problem, right? Let's find out what the real problem is and solve that. And then you don't have to do anything to treat symptoms because you don't have any symptoms because your problem is solved. That's what I'm passionate about. And I, I love my, my, I feel like my mind works that way where I am very analytical and so I try to get to the bottom of things. I try to get to the, just the baseline. And, and my mind likes that. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy dissecting things and just getting down to the nitty gritty. What is the what is really going on here? What is what is what the flip? So I want to start off by saying, as those of you that know me close know that I'm pretty passionate, of course, about holistic health. And, you know, just I want to mention a couple things before I get into the glasses specifically. But one thing and this is a pod I did way, way long ago at the very beginning. If you want to scroll, you have to scroll back a while to get to it. But I did a podcast about how to avoid injury and how to actually, you know, walk properly without shoes, without these super padded shoes. And this is this is another, I'm going to compare it to this glasses thing because it's very similar, right? So you had the dudes who started Nike who weren't runners, Okay, they were not runners. They invented a running shoe. But they didn't even run. <laughs> and their shoes cause more injuries than they prevent. And if you go back and listen to my that old podcast, it's because the arch of your foot is a muscle. And it can weaken and atrophy. And when you wear tons of padding in your shoes, if you have these big old shoes with tons of arch support, if you have your insoles, your arch, the muscle in your arch will atrophy and you will become completely dependent on super padded shoes or orthotics to not feel pain in your knees and ankles and joints. You will be completely reliant on that. And you know what? That's great for those companies that make those things because you're going to keep coming back for more. Because you are completely and utterly reliant on their shoes or their orthotics to just be able to function like a normal human being and walk without pain. But 
if you understand how the foot works and how the structure of an arch works, you never support the arch. If you've seen arches in architecture, there's never a direct pillar supporting the center of the arch because that literally weakens the entire structure of the arch. That is what we are doing to our feet on a regular basis when we wear orthotics, when we wear these super big padded shoes. We are, again, atrophying the arch of our foot. And so you'd actually be a lot better off. You'd experience a lot less injury overall if you walked barefoot because then you actually walk with the right gait and with the right stride and you will work the muscle of the arch. Now, I, again, I like saying that pot, I wouldn't recommend anyone going out and running barefoot right away because your arch is probably so weak that you need time to build up strength in your arch again. But I just played an hour and a half of basketball in shoes with no support and I feel great. I had no issues with my knees, anything like that. And that's because I frequently barefoot walk and I use, I wear shoes with no, I used to wear orthotics and I used to wear the big padded shoes. I ditched those because I'm like, these are just making me more and more dependent on these because they're weakening the actual, I want to actually exercise my arch and strengthen my arch. So I don't need this stuff. And so I wear shoes with no padding. No, I, I got rid of my, my orthotics and I can play an hour and a half of basketball in shoes with no support and be completely fine and feel great. Not have any knee issues. And that's that's a real thing for me. And that's because I, I so again, I want to compare this to the eyesight thing because it has it's kind of works the same way. So and I don't know the full history of, of who invented glasses or why. I actually probably should have looked into that now that I think about it. But we have gotten into this sort of space in our world today where I had no idea that there was another option. I thought, and I've been told since I was young, is, hey, if you all of a sudden you're in school and you can't see the board very well, you got to get glasses. And you're pretty much stuck with those the rest of your life. Nothing you can do about it. And your eyes are just going to keep getting worse and worse. You're going to have to keep adjusting your prescription to stronger and stronger and stronger. And then you, and, and you die and, and that's it. And that's you know, you just, it's just this, it's this crapshoot where, oh, too bad. You looks like you can have glasses for the rest of your life. And I had, I had no idea that there was even a natural way to heal your eyes or actually strengthen because your eyes actually have muscles just like any other part of your body that has muscles. Your eyes have muscles that get strained, that get tight, that get overworked. But no one ever taught me that there was any other way, because again, there's a lot of money to be made with glasses and with having to consistently come in for appointments and having to consistently get more glasses and more prescriptions, right? There's money in that. And that's and that's sad. And just like the way that with shoes, there's a lot of money in shoes. And so no one's going to tell you to ditch your $100 Nike shoes with tons of support and go barefoot. No one's going to tell you to do that because they'll lose money doing that. Even if it's better for you, to do barefoot walking and to strengthen your arch and to wear, you know, not have any support in your shoes, even though it's better for you, they're not going to tell you that. That's going to cost them a lot of money. All right, so this is this is very similar to that. And honestly, there are so many examples of this, guys. Let me just, just name a few. So we've got antibiotics, right? Which are this amazing invention by modern medicine, right? It has saved many, many lives. But now, what do people do? Well, I have, you know a stronger cold or have any sort of bacterial infection. Well, antibiotics and and doctors give them out like candy. But what they don't realize is antibiotics wipe out 
your entire immune system. They, they literally kill good and bad bacteria in your gut. They, can, they set your immune system back about five years because it kills everything. So it's not surprising that certain people, and I know certain people that continuously have to have antibiotics almost yearly because their immune system is so compromised at that point that that's it, right? And But again, that's antibiotics is making big pharma a lot of money. No one's going to tell you, hey, you know, you can actually fight off, a, your body will actually fight off a bacterial infection naturally and you'll have more stronger, you know, immunity against that and you won't have to continuously take antibiotics and then get, continue to get more sick every single year because you don't have an immune system anymore because it literally wipes it out. I, and, I, and I'm a testament to this. I've had two bacterial infections where I've literally, it's on my skin all the way up my arm kind of thing. Had it, had it twice, really, really bad. And I could have gone to the doctor. I could have gone on antibiotics, but I, I'm aware. I'm aware that I, you know, I don't want to set my immune system back five years. And this is not a life or death. This is not, you know, something where I'm going into, into, se- into sepsis and, you know, I have a high temperature because I, you know, that in that instance, yes, you would want to take antibiotics if you're going into sepsis. That's, 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 you know, you could lose limbs, you could die. Right. But I know this was not that serious. So I used natural remedies. I did things like fasting. I used essential oils. I used a, a powdered charcoal to make sort of a, a, my own little mixture. I used garlic. I used apple cider vinegar and I made sort of my own paste that I put on this. And, you know, it went away after a couple of weeks. And I went on to, to life as normal. So, but majority of people would not go that route. Majority of people would just immediately go get antibiotics. And again, there's a lot of money. No one's going to tell you, hey, you can just fight off that bacterial infection. They're going to say, hey, you need antibiotics because it's going to make them a lot of money. Let's look for another example that recently was in the news a lot. Painkillers, right? So easy to, oh man, my shoulder hurts, right? Well, I'll just, I'll just get painkillers from my doctor and the pain will go away. Problem solved, right? <laughs> no. Because the cause of what caused your shoulder pain is still there. Nothing's changed. So as soon as your pain meds wear off, well, pain's back again because your body's like, hey, you didn't fix the problem. You treated a symptom. You didn't fix the problem. But then you're like, ah, oh, man, I got to get more pain pills. And now, and then we had a, a huge epidemic of people getting hooked on narcos and having major, major, you know, people dying. And, and it was, it was terrible. Now hospitals are a little bit more hesitant to give out painkillers, which I'm, I'm happy that they are because they're so incredibly addicting and just, you know, again, you're not really, you're not solving the actual problem. You're just treating a symptom. And I, you know, I think modern medicine has a lot of amazing inventions and technology and surgeries and, and different things. There's no doubt that, that it's benefited society in a lot of ways, but I think at the same time, it's hurt us a lot too, to where we look at natural remedies as just poppycock as just, oh, you're crazy. Why would you think that you could use garlic and heal that? Or why would you think that you could, you know, solve that problem with nutrition? Or why do you think, right? People think you're crazy. If you have sort of an alternate view of what modern medicine is telling you, Hey, you need to take this pill. You need to have this surgery, yada, yada, yada. So it's, 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 it's a bummer that that's the way it is. And again, hopefully there are people like me out there who can kind of you know, be an alternate source, someone who can shed light on some of these issues to where, you know, maybe you don't have to get that surgery. Maybe there's a more natural way that you can heal that you don't need unnecessary surgery or an or unnecessary round of antibiotics or an unnecessary eyeglasses, right? 
So the reason I kind of got into this, I you know, so here's what's funny is I have been following this guy named Dr. Mercola for since I was in my early 20s. And he's, you know, very, you know, natural holistic health. And he had mentioned a couple times in articles that I read over the years about improving his eyesight naturally. And he doesn't wear glasses. And I think he's in his 60s. And I, you know, I never really thought, I wasn't really having issues with my eyes. So I never really, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, well, maybe I'll look into that one day. Well, day has come along here about in this last couple of weeks where all of a sudden I'm having issues with my eyes. I'm having issues focusing. I'm feeling a lot of strain. I'm seeing spots in my eyes. I'm thinking, oh, oh gosh, am I going to lose my eyesight? You know, I'm kind of freaking out. I'm someone who has a propensity for anxiety. So that was not good for me to, oh, my gosh, am I going to lose my eyesight all of a sudden? Right. So I was having issues. And so, again, my mind was like, hey, why don't you look back into what you read over these last few years where, you know, maybe there's a way like, yeah, maybe I could go to the optometrist and they'll tell me, hey, yeah, you have like this, you know, negative this on this side, negative that on that eye. Here's prescription glasses. And then that's it. I'm wearing glasses the rest of my life as my eyes slowly get worse because eyeglasses, they don't heal your vision. I just, I want to make that abundantly clear. Eyeglasses do not improve your vision. They improve what you can see, but over time, your eyes continuously worsen, which is why most people continuously need to change their prescription every couple of years to an even stronger and stronger lens because it your eyes literally weaken over time with with conventional glasses. So yes, you can see better, but it's actually hurting your eyesight over the long term. So I, I looked into this and I thought, okay. And so Dr. Mercola talks about something called the Bates method. And I'd never heard of the Bates method before. And it turns out there's a lot to this guy. There's the, this guy was a, sort of a genius in the early, early 20s. And he you know, was sort of a holistic health practitioner. He was born in 1860 died in 1931. He was a high, highly respected um, ophthalmologist. Gosh, those things are hard to say. He had a medical degree from you know Columbia University. This is a really smart guy. He apparently introduced a new operation for relief of deafness, and an operation that apparently is still in use today. He discovered the gland that produces adrenaline, which is a commonly known sort of thing in, in science today where you have adrenaline that your body releases. And so he, he was really had a desire to find cures, right? He wasn't interested in treating your symptoms. He wanted to, to cure you. And so he, you know, he started to really look into to eyes and he started, he had all these patients that he would sort of not experiment on, but he would try things. And he noticed that he could heal nearsightedness just by using certain exercises for your eyes, whether it's stretching them or strengthening them or uh, habits to look at things in different ways. And he, you know, people didn't need to wear glasses. He was able to actually restore their vision. And of course, you know, it talks about in this, this article I read on myholisticvision.com about, you know, him getting a lot of pushback for that. And a lot of his fellow peers, you know, not liking that he sort of had this method that he could sort of heal people naturally and not have to wear glasses. And I think that the sad part is that's what happens with a lot of holistic health people or a lot of people who find these solutions. They get so much pushback from people who just, you know, can't, I don't know, can't cope with the change or can't, 
or or it's a money thing where you know their livelihood's being taken away because if you can just heal your eyes naturally, what do you need me for? And so it's sort of this protective tribalistic thing that humans happens with humans where we don't we don't want to see that we don't want to accept that that's sort of hurting our status quo. So we're going to put down whoever is the person that's presenting the solution. A great example of this was back in the 1700s 1700s when you traveled by boat places and we all know that you know people on ships would get scurvy right which which we know now is a vitamin C deficiency the person that came up with the solution for that was actually i can't remember if they as an article i read a while back i can't remember if they were put on trial or they were heavily criticized and treated like crap because this person realized this is a vitamin C deficiency and so he started stocking his ships with lemon juice. And guess what happened? No more scurvy because, you know, sailors were able to get vitamin C even out on ships. But he got so much pushback for that because there was these doctors at the time who thought that was, you know, nonsense and that was, you know, devilry or, or, or something. And he was, I think he got in trouble for that. I think there, there were a lot of issues where it, it took many, 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 many years for people to accept that, oh my gosh, this is a vitamin C deficiency. Let's get lemon juice on board so we can like not have our sailors die of freaking scurvy, right? But he got so much pushback. And so we see so many people, you know, throughout history, great inventors and people who make changes who get so much pushback and people are angry at them and upset with them because they're sort of changing the status quo and they're maybe hurting some people's wallets. So as far as the Bates method goes, I actually found a couple guys on YouTube who teach the Bates method. And I watched a few videos to get a couple ideas on some exercises to, to try. And so one of the things I've been doing is I've been doing what's called eye yoga. And this actually isn't really in the Bates method, although I think I think there are elements of it that are based on what I've read up about the Bates method and a couple a couple things I've seen as far as exercise go. It's very similar. I will say that it's not exact. I don't think Doctor Bates, you know, says do I yoga, but he some of his things he has you do are very similar. So I'll wake up in the morning and I've started doing this over the last week because I you know I started noticing you know I I realized that the priority for me, I mean if I if I lose my eyesight, I mean that's that's a big deal, right? That's not like, I don't know, your teeth getting a little more yellow or that's not like, you know, I don't know, my calf getting weak or, right? Like those things are not ideal, but, <clears throat> you know, aren't as, you know, I mean, if I can't see, then I can't see. That's huge, right? So I, I decided, okay, I need to make, I need to make this a priority in my day because, I have to have these pair of eyes for the rest of my life. And I don't want to be, I don't want to go blind. I don't want to, I don't want to have to wear glasses. I don't want to, I want to have really good eyesight. And so I was like, okay, I need to make some changes here. So I started doing what's called eye yoga. And so what I would do is I'll lay in my bed and I'll look up at the ceiling and I will breathe in and I will try to look up. I won't move my head, keep my head totally still. And I'll look, I'll look up as far as I can, almost to the point where I'm like slightly strained because I'm stretching that muscle that, that attaches to the eye. And I actually, I don't know. One of one of my goals is to learn more about the structure of eyes and the structure of some of the muscles. So I can actually identify and be like, Oh, this muscle, that muscle. 
because your eyes are muscular, just like anything else in your body. And, you know, I, I think that's one thing I never thought of. I think eyes, I've always, you always sort of consider them like the separate thing. But no, it's literally just like anything else in your body. It has muscles that attach to it that you have to stretch and or work out. And I was like, man, what? Uh, duh. Like, why didn't I? I'm a, you know, I'm a PT person. I, I study this stuff all the time. Why didn't I? Why did I think the eyes were this separate enigma? They just like everything else. They have muscles that need to be stretched and strengthened. Gosh, what am I, you know, duh, no doy, you know? So I breathe in, I look up as, as high as I can, I breathe out, I bring my eyes, and I try to look as low as I can, keeping my head totally still. I'll do that for about five breaths. Then I'll try to look as far as I can left, to, you know, to the point where I feel like, you know, a stretch on my eyes, trying to see how far left I can go, breathe in, then to the right. I do that about five times. Then I do, I look up and then I look a little bit to the side and then directly to the side and then a little lower, almost making a circle, but kind of pausing at each point, probably different eight different points, so straight up, a little bit to the right. Yeah, about eight different points. I'll kind of stop and kind of stretch out the muscle of my eye to look that direction. Then I'll go to the next one, the next one, and I'll kind of make a circle basically. And I'll, and I'll be breathing in and out. And I'll usually go, you know, five times around one way, five times around the other way. And so that's a little, so I'm just, I'm stretching the muscles of my eyes. I'm taking them, I'm taking those muscles through their full range of motion to, to easy. Cause obviously they're with, you know, all the screens we look at all the time, they get tight, they get strained, right? They need to be stretched. They need to be worked on just like any other part of the body. So I do that. Then I do what's called, uh, and this is a big, one of the Bates method techniques, it's called palming. And what you do is you almost like, if you've ever seen Karate Kid with Mr. Miyagi, right? He slaps his hands together and heats them up, right? Because he's going to, you know, heal. I forget the main character's name, but, you know, heal him. So, yeah, you warm up your hands and then you cover your eyes, not with your hands. You don't want your hands to be touching your eyelids, but you just want to create, you want to cup them. And what it does is it creates this perfect darkness, where it's it's it allows the muscles of your eyes it allows everything to relax and not have to do anything and also the heat from your hands bring in a little extra blood flow up to your eyes and so i'll sit there and i'll i'll do palming for a couple minutes just sitting there breathing in and out kind of make it a little bit of a meditative practice and just letting my eyes just trying to feel the muscles of my eyes just relax you don't got to do anything you don't got to strain and I'll do that for a couple minutes. And so that's two of the things that I do now on a daily basis to, again, just stretch my eyes out, relax them. Because, again, I'm constantly looking at screens. I do a lot of editing for my YouTube channel. I do a lot of reading and researching on my laptop. And so my eyes are very strained and focused a lot. And I need to relax them. I need to stretch them out. And so I started doing that. The third thing that I learned was really, really fascinating. I, at first, kind of almost in my head was like, this is this is dumb. This is crazy. What What is this? Like, never heard this before. So I was watching a video by, by a guy, and he was explaining sort of a, a method to look at things that actually relaxes a specific muscle in your eye that kind of gets locked up. And it actually releases that muscle based based on the way you look at something which i was like what this is crazy what is this so he he 
he said, okay, go in your backyard, walk around, and focus on things that are, so let's say, for example, I'm in my backyard, and there's a, a post on my patio, but there's a table also right next to it that's maybe about 10 feet behind it. And so his, his method was, okay, you want to, when you, when you're, when you're, you're looking at, you don't want to just focus on one object and try to blur everything else out. You want to try to look at both at the same time. So as you walk, really focus on both objects, try to keep them both in your view and your focus and watch them either separate, right? Or come together. Cause as I walk, obviously where I'm at changes. And so now it changes. So if I walk to the right and the post is on my left and the tables on my left, they're going to sort of come together at some point based on the direction I'm walking. Cause now one's directly in front of the other. And so I did this for about two to three minutes. I walked around my backyard and I just would look at things. I would try to pick two objects, one that was closer to me and one that was sort of in the foreground. I would kind of try to focus on them both and then kind of watch them either part ways or come together based on the directions I was walking. And I found it kind of interesting because it, it felt nice because I think I realized how little I ever really look at things in the distance. I think normally as I walk around in my day to day, I'm usually in my head anxious about something or worried about something or, and I'm not even paying attention to what I'm looking at. I'm usually just looking directly in front of me and who knows if I'm even really perceiving what's in front of me because I'm kind of just in my head. I don't really know, really know what's going on in front of me. And so it was interesting to walk around and kind of be like, oh wow, you know, I realized I don't really look, I don't like look at things really, like actually look at them to where I'm, you know, noticing different and so I've noticed as I've sort of tried to build this habit into my day, whenever I'm walking around, I'll kind of, okay, if I'm walking up to the steps of the gym door, I'll try to, again, find two objects, one, you know, far away, one a little farther, and then watch them both and just watch how they, you know, part ways or they come together. And, and then I'll pick, you know, another object and kind of do the same thing. And I'll kind of try to, I've tried to build it into sort of a, as, as just a daily habit that I do to help kind of, again, relax and release that muscle and to be able to see even more clear. And I've enjoyed it because I think it's put, it's definitely brought me more into the moment, whereas most of the time I'm just in my head thinking about, worried about all the stuff I got to get done that day or, you know, woe is me or whatever I'm, you know, whatever I'm thinking about that day. For those of you who listen to my other, my podcast about the the porn podcast, I'm still going through withdrawals from, from that. And so I, I get in definitely some mental funks. But it's interesting just to look at things, and I'm definitely more in the moment now because I'm I'm having to actively focus on watching two objects instead of thinking about whatever stupid thing I'm thinking about. So I, I've, I've liked that benefit of it. Just, again, kind of, and this is a technique I learned in therapy was it's called grounding. And so if you're ever experiencing a lot of anxiety, what you want to do is start looking at objects and, you know, noticing them. Being like, hey, you know, my wall is green right now or... You know, the sidewalk is white or that road is black or or touch things, right? Like, oh, this desk feels kind of, you know, slick or because it, it grounds you. It brings you out of your head, out of your thinking, just into your body, into the present moment to where you can just be present, right? And I think that's sort of something that we all could use more work on is just being present. Typically, we either spend time, we're in the future, worrying about what's going to happen or we're in the past, looking back on something that we hated that happened or that we're mad about or, or whatever, we're, we're rarely, you know, we don't spend as much time just being present in the moment. So I found this was helpful to do that. 
I've found, again, I don't want to speak too soon because I've only done this for about a week, but I have found that my issues that I was having with my eyes have gone away. And again, I don't know how much of what was going on with my eyes was kind of partially stress related because I, I do think that it was, that was part of it. And, and the Bates method even, even talks about, you know, part of what causes eye strain sometimes is anxiety is, is your emotional and mental state can cause strain to your eyes. And so it's just like, it's part of the, the equation of that. And so I've started doing a lot more meditation, a lot more affirmation, uh, different things like that. And I was already doing that anyway, because I was sort of helping me cope with the, the porn withdrawals. So all those things combined have kind of, I've noticed that my eyes feel back to normal. I still notice times where I get the, this weird kind of, I almost feel as if there's something like my eyes get dry and there's almost something I want to, on my left eye, I want to like rub out of my eye. And sometimes I'll get a little bit of like double vision. But I would definitely say that since starting the sort of Bates method techniques, I have noticed an improvement. And again, I don't know how much of it is mental or physical. I'm sure there's aspects of both that have helped me. But it's something that I will continue to do because I've already found success with it. And I've already found, okay, I'm, you know, my eyes are are better. And so I will definitely keep you guys updated on doing this. And as I learn different, more techniques, as I study the Bates method and learn different habits, you know, we'll see if I can improve my eyesight even more. Because I was definitely realized even leading up to this happening, I was noticing even, you know, I, I love playing spike ball, which is one of the sports I play a lot. And I was noticing I would completely whiff the ball sometimes, I think, because I was having trouble seeing the ball. And so I played the other day. And I found I, I was better. I was definitely did not have it nearly as many whiffs on the ball. And again, the whole time I was playing, I would take time to, you know, I'd watch somebody there and I'd see like a tree in the background and I'd sort of watch them interact as they moved. And I moved, you know, the tree would move and they would move. And I tried to focus on, on things out in the distance. And again, just sort of, I've sort of, I'm sort of exercising is what I'm doing. I'm exercising my eyes. I'm I'm doing something I normally would never do, which is look at things in the distance and watch them and observe them and try to focus on them moving with things closer to me. I never really ever did that at all. I never even thought about it at all. Like it was even a thing. Like, why would I even do that? Stupid. But now I'm realizing, oh my gosh, that's sort of, that's sort of a workout for your eyes that you kind of need to do that I don't do, you know, I don't even think about it. So now I'm, I'm a little more aware of, okay, how I can work out my eyes. And one of the things the Bates, me- Bates me- method also recommends is don't, if you're having trouble seeing text, let's say you're reading a book and you're having trouble seeing it, don't, don't, don't put on my reading glasses and don't jack up the size. Because again, you're, 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 you're going to adjust to that. And then it's going to be the same thing with the glasses where you'll adjust to it. But then now you won't be able to see that anymore. You have to jack it up even more. Pretty soon you'll be you know, having to have a magnifying glass to read. And so you don't actually want to do that. You want to keep it the same. And even you almost want to, in a, in a way to exercise your eyes over time, you almost want to like, as you, and again, this is, if you're just, if you're not doing anything else to help your eyes and you're reading and you're struggling to read and you just think that it's just going to go away because you are continuing to read the same size font, that's not realistic. You would have to be doing some of these other methods in order to strengthen, stretch, relax your eyes. Cause eventually you want to actually try to read smaller and smaller and smaller. Cause you want to test your eyes. You want to strengthen them. You don't want to weaken them. The more you just 
ease up and up the font, the more weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker your eyes become and adjust to. Same thing with the glasses. And so don't if just because you're having trouble seeing a certain font, don't necessarily give up on that font yet. Try some of the, you know, look up the Bates method, try some of the exercises, try palming, try the eye yoga, try again, you know, watching things in the foreground and see if you can then go back to that same text and read it a little better. Because what I was noticing is I, I read a lot of sports updates. I'm a huge Roto World fan. And so I'll, I'll have to, I'll look through all the Roto World blurbs for both the NFL and NBA all the time because I'm into fantasy and I'm just, I love sports. So and I noticed I was having trouble reading those, like they would get blurry as I was going through this, these eye issues. And so I've noticed over this last week of doing some of these Bates method, I decided I'm not going to change my font. I'm going to keep it the same. And so I've been continuing to read that same font and I have noticed an improvement. I've, I've had less blurriness. I've had, I've been able to read with the same size font more clearly just from a week of doing some of these, these methods from the Bates method. And I'm like, sweet. Okay, cool. I don't need to up the, because I was almost considering, do I need to up the font? Or I was about to do that before I did a little more research on the Bates method. I was like, nope, I need to just keep the same font work on some some stretching, some relaxing, and some exercising, which is essentially the three things I'm doing with these three methods. The eye yoga is, is stretching the muscles of my eyes. The palming is working to relax them and release them. And then the, the way I'm viewing objects in space is sort of exercising my eyes in a way that I, I wasn't doing before. And so I'm, I'm hitting three different areas of the, to help the muscles in my eyes. And again, I've noticed already I'm seeing more clearly. I'm able to read text a lot more clearly, and I haven't had nearly as many issues with with my eyes over the last couple of days. So I'm I'm hoping that will continue. And I've already started following a couple of guys on YouTube who teach the Bates method. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm about to eat this up because I want to help other people get free to where they don't have to wear glasses, or they can get rid of their glasses, or they can improve their vision naturally. And I keep I hear, hear story after story after story reading up on the Bates method of people saying, yep, I don't have to wear glasses. I, I've improved my vision naturally through the Bates method or I've gotten rid of my glasses or I've reduced my, you know, whatever. I was negative five. Now I'm at a negative three. All right. So this is a real thing. This is something that your, your, your ophthalmologist probably doesn't know about, doesn't care about because they've been, you know, they went to school for optometry. They were taught that you need glasses and that's it. They were, you know, they study that. You come in, they say, oh, you've got this vision. Here's your prescription. In the same way that when you go into the doctor's office now, they say, oh, what are you, what, what are you struggling? Oh, you're having stomach issues? Okay, here's a pill for that. That should that should solve it, right? Or a pain pill or whatever it is, right? Here's a pair of, here's a pair of orthotic shoes, right? And again, we just, the same cycle of just treating a symptom but not solving the solution. So, and again, I, I challenge your ophthalmologist. Be like, hey, have you ever heard of the Bates method? See if they've even see if they've even read about it. If they even care. And I, I you know, maybe some of them have heard of it because I feel like as an ophthalmologist, you would have had to at least heard of him before. But again, so much pushback on a guy who's trying to heal naturally because he's getting in the way of an industry that makes a lot of money off people buying prescription glasses. If they tell you to heal your eyes naturally so you can ditch their glasses, they're going to lose a lot of money, a lot of money. And, and you know, 
that sucks for them, I guess. But what's best for people? Teach them the Bates method. Let it, and if, you know, if that fails, then hey, you still have glasses to fall back on, right? And again, a lot of these modern medicine practices, they're great for falling back on. If, if you try all the natural, if I tried all the natural remedies for my uh, staph infection that I had, my bacterial infection, you know, eventually, yeah, I would, okay, my last option, I'll do the antibiotics because obviously I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of it through natural methods. And it's still there. It's not like it's going anywhere, right? That pill, that pain pill is still there for you. If you try every natural way and it's not working, you know, those things are still there. They're not going to go away, but they need to be last resort. They need to be something that we think about if all else has failed, but they need to not be our first inclination and our first solution because they are not solutions at all. They treat symptoms. They do not solve causes and real problems. And I have a big, big issue with, again, some of these modern medicine in general and modern practices with with different... And another thing that's interesting too is if you talk to doctors... Right. I'm someone who studies nutrition, right? And I've realized there's actually a ton of things that just having good nutrition solves. Diabetes, right? Blood pressure issues. A lot of these things can just be solved through just eating better. Guess what doctors barely learn about when they're going to school? Nutrition. They are so specialized in certain areas of modern medicine that they don't actually have to take courses on nutrition. They take maybe one or two and that's it. Your doctor, I probably know more about nutrition than your doctor who makes over a hundred grand a year. I, I honestly believe that. And, the, and again, the sad part is nutrition can heal a lot of things. It can't heal everything, but it can heal so much. So why are our doctors not being, you know, forced as part of their learning to study nutrition very heavily. They're not. They they specialize in their one thing. They're really good at their one thing, their surgery or their their, you know, their foot specialist or their this specialist, but they don't know jack about just general natural holistic things that can heal all sorts of issues. And so that's why when you go in and you say I have a problem here, they give you a pill and they send you on your way or they print out something from WebMD. And hand it to you. And you're like, okay, I could have looked that up myself, I guess. But <laughs> like I'm not saying don't ever try I'm not saying don't trust your doctor or don't go to your doctor. What I'm saying is understand that your doctor has limitations. Your doctor isn't the end all be all. You know, find out if your doctor find out if your ophthalmologist actually studies the Bates method or knows anything about it. Because I do believe there are some doctors out there who are well-rounded and who do have knowledge of holistic methods and do spend the time to study those and don't just study whatever curriculum they're given in their you know main university classes or whatever. Right? There are some you know good ones and find those good ones. Test them out. I remember I had a PT and he and I I tested him out. I was like, well, what about you know? I asked him, tell me about tell me about. I was reading all this stuff about people who walk barefoot and say that solves all their knee issues. Tell me about that. Do you believe that? What do you think about that? And even he was kind of like on the fence about it. Like, well, you know, there's some research that supports 
that and like some not. So it kind of depends on what camp you're in. And so he was at least, he at least was aware of it and he at least was open-minded to another solution. But even he wasn't honestly very knowledgeable. Again, I probably at this point am more knowledgeable than him on something as simple as, you know, walking barefoot and how that affects the, the muscle in your arch and things like that. So test your doctors, man, test them, see if they know about holistic remedies, bring it up to them. You know, again, maybe they do, maybe some of them have studied it, but a lot of them don't. A lot of them study whatever the curriculum they're given in their university, which tends to be very focused in modern medicine and tends to be focused away from holistic remedies and methods and tends to be on what makes them money, which is prescribing glasses, which was prescribing antibiotics, prescribing painkillers, prescribing orthotics and shoes that you don't need. And that's, that's, that's the way it is. So let's not do that. <laughs> let's try the natural way for all these different issues, whether it's, if you're having pain, you know, again, try to, again, it's going to be more work, right? It's more convenient to just go, go to the doctor and say, Hey, give me a pill and make the pain go away. Right. It's going to take more work on your end. It's going to take some, some, you're going to have to get educated on, you know, if you're having shoulder pain, like I did, you're going to have to start educating yourself self on the shoulder and what, and its functions and the muscles and tendons that connect to it and what common reasons are there for your shoulders to hurt. And then you're going to have to try out exercises and stretches that will, you know, again, that's a lot of work. If you, I, I just did a, a podcast recently called the injury hour. And I talked about all the things I have to do to treat my shoulder. Cause I got really, really bad shoulders working at a kickboxing gym, taking all the punishment from punches and stuff. And it's a lot of work. I had to become very, very educated on the muscles in my shoulder and the tendons, the ligaments. I had to do a lot of different exercises, a lot of, it was work, man. I could have easily gone in to the doctor and said, just give me a pain pill, make it go away. Yeah. I would have been gone for a week, but then I'd have been in the same exact spot and I'd have basically become dependent on that painkiller just to get through my day. So it's, it takes work. And I think, again, it, uh, human beings, we, we struggle with sl- the, the sin of sloth, right? We struggle with that. That's every human being kind of goes through, you know, convenience and how easy it is to just go to the doctor and get antibiotics and make your bacterial infection go away because you don't want to deal with the two weeks of kind of having it and the uncomfortable, the uncomfortability of that. But then again, long-term, there goes your immune system. And God knows we need an immune system right now. <laughs> I didn't have, I pretty much never had the flu since I was a kid. I had to do antibiotics because I had, um, I had a soccer injury where I, I took the ball from this dude and out of, you know, his, his pride was so hurt that he basically took out my legs from behind. And so I landed super hard on my knee and I got what's called a bursa sac injury where there was trauma to the knee. And so you have these little sacks in your knee called bursa sacs and they release fluid to basically help kind of protect your knee while it's healing. Cause this dude, you know, took me out. And unfortunately some of that fluid got infected with staff cause I must've had a cut or something and it got in. And so I ended up like my knee ballooned up massive. And so I had to go in and, I, and actually I, it, was, it was one of those rare occasions where I actually had to do antibiotics because there was a legit infection in my blood from 
the staff that had gotten into my bloodstream, into my knee, that blew my knee. So I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I was like, whatever, I'll do the antibiotics. What do you know? The next two years, guess who gets the flu for basically, you know, each time a, a week long where I could like barely move. Gee, I wonder why. Was it because I just basically destroyed my entire immune system from taking antibiotics for my knee? And again, it's one of those things where it was a, sort of a necessary evil, which I, you know, was a, I was in a situation where I, I was having issues where my temperature was up and there was an inflection in my bloodstream. So, and that could have spread. So it's dangerous. So that's a rare case in which the antibiotics were a good thing. But the, the point I'm trying to illustrate is. I was sick the next two years, very bad with the flu for a week straight each time, even though I hadn't had the flu since I was a kid. It's, it was because I, I had to rebuild my immune system because of the antibiotics. And so now I've not having to take antibiotics since I finally kind of rebuilt up my immune system the last few years to where I, I didn't have any issues with the flu this year. I don't can't remember if I had issues with the flu last year, but that being said, again, it's 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 long term. It's treating, you know, the real problems, right? And again, another thing with the, you know, again, I walk barefoot all the time, and and I've noticed when my knee, because my knee has never sort of been the same since I had to have surgery on it. I think I'm sure there was some damage done from it ballooning up to a bowling ball size. That's just sort of irrefutable damage. But when it gets bad, is when I'm not walking barefoot enough, because again, the the arch starts to weaken. And I have a, I have a foot issue where my my arch on my right foot is super strong and huge, and then my left foot is almost flat. It's kind of super weird. I don't know how that happened over time. I guess I jumped off my left foot a lot playing sports, and so eventually it. I don't know who knows, but. But if I'm not exercising my arches, if I'm not, barefoot walking, and I'll notice that my knee will get bad. But when my, but when I'm barefoot walking, that's when my knee improves. Because the arch gets strengthened and there's more support. And like I said before in previous podcasts, your knee is a hinge joint. So it's at the mercy of what's going on with the foot and the ankle and what's going on with the hip and butt. And so if your ankle and your foot and your foot are having issues, your knee will have issues. If your butt and your hip are having issues, your knee will have issues. The knee is not the problem. What's going on below and above it is the problem. That's the solution. Ah. <sighs> So look, guys, I guess what I'm saying is I know I've had a lot of anger in this podcast, but I think at the end of the day, it's it's a hopeful podcast because now, now you know that, man, I could potentially not have to wear glasses anymore. I could use the Bates method, and I've seen other YouTubers kind of have their own sort of methods as well that are similar to the Bates method, kind of you know, very similar. They're all kind of the same. You could potentially not have to wear glasses anymore. That's a real thing. It's a reality. People have healed their vision. Maybe not 100% completely. Maybe they don't go back. Maybe if they're at negative five and negative eight, maybe they don't go back to completely 2020, but maybe now they're at like negative two and negative five, you know, but Hey, that's, that's, that's something. So be hopeful that having to wear glasses is not it's not what you've been told. It's not just something that, oh, too bad. You're wearing glasses the rest of your life. Nope, it's not true. You can do something about it. You can do something about it. And same goes with other stuff. If you're having knee issues, if you're getting injured a lot, 
You can start barefoot walking, barefoot running. You can make a lot of improvements that way. You can, you know, not take antibiotics every year and notice that you'll probably get sick less often. You know, you can solve your pain instead of going to painkillers. And there's more, and there's there's plenty more examples that I'm not thinking of that follow the same the same exact thing that we keep talking about here, which is just someone has invented something that treats a symptom that makes them a lot of money and it's convenient and you can choose to go that route, but not really solving the actual problem. And that can be your life and you can suffer the long-term ramifications of that. Or you look for a natural, healthy way to, treat that, heal it, and then maybe even prevent it from ever happening again. And then long-term you're in much, much better shape. So holistic health is not a crackpot science. It's, it's legitimate methods that have withstood the test of time that have been used for centuries and centuries. So that's my case. I'm making my case to you. To, to look into those methods. And I'll, I'll definitely be covering more of this type of stuff on this podcast because, again, I'm and again, if you look back, my old podcast with the, the shoes and, you know, I want I want to let you know. I want, I want to give you guys the truth. I want to give you guys hope. And that's my goal here. So thank you for listening to me and this podcast. Thank you for taking the time. It's actually been quite a long one. I didn't realize I was going to go so long, but, you know, you just get into that mode and you just go. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to be on an episode, I would love to interview you about something that you love to do. If you want to do a Gym Junkies, one of my other series, you want to talk sports, whatever it is, I'd love to have you on. I'd love to get to know you a little bit more because I know that every every person has something to share and has something interesting that someone out there wants to hear about. So I know, I know you got that. So hit me up. Again, I have an Instagram for both Topics with Tim and my YouTube channel. You can uh, follow me, uh, DM me on there. And yeah, guys, uh, thank you again for listening, and I will see you on the next pod. 